How you doing, Tim? Uh, I'm okay. Well, I cut my I cut my hand, but other than that, I'm How'd okay. How'd you cut your hand? Off or? Uh, no, not off. It's got a little it's got a little Z like Zorro now. Kind of, it's kind of interesting. You could have a hook like Aquaman. No, that's lame. <laughs> I John doesn't tried think to, so. Tried to catch a glass and I caught it all right after it shattered. Ugh. Yeah, well, it's not too bad. It's not like, it's not like go to the hospital worthy. So all right. He says, "This is the last will and testament of Tim." That's right. Um, I I bequeath all of my comic books to 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 Wade Nelson. God there. damn it! He's not even on the podcast. I know. <laughs> you know, Paul. And he'll can, be pissed because he's moving soon. Paul, we can we can just delete this recording. You can edit that, <laughs> and, yeah. And that way, yeah. the 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 I can just edit it. I you know it'll be Tim <laughs> saying, "I bequeath my entire comic book collection to Aaron Head." <laughs> That's a lot of Teen Titans, Aaron. I don't yeah. know if you're ready for I, this. I don't think I don't think I'm up for that. <laughs> but it was back when they were good, and but you know we'll find his bad. his secret stash of Lady Thor comics. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Lady Thor comics. His secret stash. Hey Tim, do you think Wayne has died? Do I think Wayne died? We've not heard from Wayne. Well, he hasn't responded to any emails or tweets or anything, so we're just like, oh, they did fall off the edge of the earth. They're still migrating. It's damn servers. <laughs> it's a three-week migration, Aaron. Well, and then at the end of the summer, they all have to migrate back, so. Yeah, that's pretty stupid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> This is Tim. Wow, we are. I don't think we've had this mashup in a while. I mean, because like usually Wayne's always our guy. You can always count on Wayne to do one of two things: show up and talk to you about the Superman novel, or, or make a Paul's mom joke, <laughs> or, or make yeah. a Paul's mom joke, or talk about Legos. So really, you can exactly. count on, on Wayne for four things. Oh, five things. He won't go down. So we've got five <laughs> things there. <laughs> you can what? count on Wayne. For. Wayne is ultra liable at horrible things. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. All right. Well, you know, it's great because you know we're recording on, on an evening as opposed to our usual Saturday morning where I'm about half catatonic. So you know, I feel sharp. I feel cognizant. I'm self-aware. It's awesome. <laughs> and six drinks in. <laughs> Wee. Right. That's where we. So Paul, Tim, it is Thursday. Give me a break. He's ten drinks in. <laughs> Thursday is practically Friday Eve. I, I don't it know if y'all. I don't know if y'all saw my Instagram today, but uh, at work they asked me for a headshot for a uh, a business publication, and so I sent them the picture of me and uh, Lindsay Wagner, the Bionic Woman. Oh, nice. <laughs> I feel like you're kind of a 12 year old girl with the Instagram. I think we need to have a little intervention here <laughs> on the mics. Hashtag hashtag feels. 
Hashtag <laughs> Paul. Hashtag I have a heart too. Hashtag Paul's a bastard. <laughs> Fucking Paul. Okay. So Paul, um, I, I am given to understand that you have ordered a pizza. Well, Whoa. I didn't order it. It, it, it was important. Uh-huh. So, I, so I've added this to the outline because have you guys? Do you guys have any of you ordered a pizza online, like through the Pizza Hut application or something? Like through the app or through yeah. the internet? Yeah. Well, you know, typically I, I I school those projects out to the social secretaries around the table. I'm running. But yes, that has happened. <laughs> I feel like we're living in the future. We are. Because not only have I ordered pizza online, but so I ordered from a local place, Why Not Pizza? And uh, it's like Tony spelled backwards. And so not only can I order my pizza through them online, but as soon as I've clicked place order, a little tracker pops up and I can like track every step of my pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody is – whatever – Matthew like, is adding pepperoni now. It's like, do we yeah. know that? <laughs> exactly. John has put it in the oven. It is baking currently. I, How does that work? I, you know, is some guy over there going, okay, I got to update the page now. You know. Yeah, I mean, maybe they. I don't know. They must press a button. For I just put. I just put. bullshit. I just put anchovies on this bastard's pizza. Yeah, yeah. Paul's right. It's all bullshit. After three minutes, it'll kick to whatever's next on the queue line. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's not going to capture. Tony just gave you a sneeze pizza, <laughs> <laughs> right? Bob has gotten lost on the way and will be there shortly. No, it doesn't do that. <laughs> but but it's rather addictive because it, it feels real. It feels like they're currently making my pizza, and as soon as he tosses it in the oven, he turns around and he presses a button and it updates the little feed. Uh-huh. It's very, I, 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 I have ordered pizza from that place specifically because of this pizza tracker. You are so lame, Paul. <laughs> it wow. is the future, Aaron. Are- I don't want to call up. Calls are for douches. Well, I, the internet's where it's at. I, I don't disagree with that, but your whole ordering the pizza from the place that you can watch the, 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 the tracker – Makes you a douchebag. Well, you know, if they had a video camera in the kitchen so I could watch them making my pizza. The webcam of them making his pizza. (laughs) I do. I really do. The live webcam. So so if Aaron could call you a douchebag for watching the tracker on the pizza, can I call you guys douchebags for, you know, not getting actual comic books anymore? (laughs) No, man. I got actually similar. No, it's not the same. I still go to the comic shop. I wish Chris was here and I could ask if that was gay. <laughs> Sad. So, Paul. Yes, sir. You have been Mr. World Traveler. Uh, we, we've had this conversation. I have been in inside the United States. I have not left the United States. Isn't that part of the world? It is part of the world. So then you are a world traveler? <laughs> I'm a fine. So, fine. Paul. Paul is, is more like United States. I'm in you. Is that <laughs> exactly okay. United States? I can't leave you. Yeah. Okay. Still think that's all part of the world, but okay. So tell us where you've been, Paul. Oh, the places you've gone. Oh, the places Paul has been. I'm going to write a little kids book, and that's it's right. going to be a bestseller. <laughs> well, you know, Polly writes porn for children. So oh, I could just see every fifth page of Paul's mom joke, and like this obnoxious <laughs> character with a pop up. <laughs> I think pornography books for kids is 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 a niche market that someone just needs to tap into. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it won't be me. Uh-huh. Yeah, just print money, Paul. It's a good idea. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be on that that website for the rest of my life. <laughs> Sex offender. Yeah. Sex offender. <laughs> so Paul tells where you. Yes, go. sir. So a couple of weeks ago, I flew out to Anaheim, California, 
for Star Wars Celebration, and I covered it for Ideology of Madness. And so what I would say, you know, I, I did, I filmed a ton of video there. I mean, hours worth of footage, um, you know, in little bite-sized chunks that are all, uh, you can check out ideologyofmadness.com or, you know, go to that and then click the little YouTube link and check out our YouTube page um, because I posted a ton of videos from the show. And man, I got to tell you, you know, we've talked a bit about the show, about our hesitation um, to to go to a large type convention like a San Diego Comic-Con or something just because of the crowds and the craziness and all that stuff. And so I had a taste of that with Star Wars Celebration. It's it's not a lo- it's not anywhere near as big as San Diego Comic-Con, but it's certainly significantly larger than anything I've been to previously. And I got to tell you, the first day, so you know, for anyone who um hasn't lived or has been living under a rock. So the first day they started with um, a, a, like a, a presentation from J.J. Uh, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy, and they presented the, the new Force Awakens teaser trailer, and it was simulcast all over the world, and people were watching it on the internet and you know stuff like that. And you know they were saying, you know, people are like, "Are you in that room?" I'm like, "No, I'm not in that room. I, I didn't sleep out overnight. I'm, I'm in, in a room adjacent. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the room adjacent, watching it on TV, just like you." Uh, <laughs> and so, um, but so it was just this crazy, you know, line to get into to, to those rooms. So they had, you know, obviously the main arena where you could actually see JJ and Kathleen doing their thing and the cast, and then they had. They were simulcasting it in a whole. If you were in a like a, it was in a convention center, they were simulcasting it in all of the panel rooms of the convention center, and so I mean, just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people crowded into each the each of these rooms. And as soon as it was over, everyone flooded the exhibit hall, and it went from zero to insanity immediately. I got to tell you, I almost had a panic attack. Like <laughs> I almost had a panic attack as soon as that thing started because I got in the line to get something for my brother, and it sold out three people ahead of me. And I'm like, motherfucker! I, so I got in another line to get something for myself. Now keep in mind, lines was the, the the theme of the weekend. So I got in another line to get something for myself, and this line was like another hour. I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to get anything. I don't even know why the fuck I'm here. I'm just going to show up and stand in lines, and everything's going to sell out. <laughs> and Thankfully, the feeling left me, and I was able to calm down and enjoy my experience. Um, but it was definitely like, I mean, it was a, a system shock, you know, to, to, to start with it. And but I mean, the weekend. Once I embraced the fact that you know, if I wanted to go to a panel, whether it was Marvel talking about Star Wars comic books or something as menial as, hey, here's a panel about. The guy who dressed as the Wolverine Stormtrooper. But whatever panel you wanted to go to, you had to get there at least an hour early if you wanted to get in the room because it was that crowded. Um, you know, and some events such as the uh, the premiere of Star Wars Rebels, which Aaron, I will let you know, has just been announced will premiere on TV June twentieth. Woo! Um, I, I got there four hours early. Four hours four early. Hours you early. you waited for four hours in wow. line to see something, Paul. Yeah, four hours four hours thankfully i was able to sit but you know when when you're it's not like they have comfy chairs it's not like you're sitting in line like on something comfortable you're sitting on the floor so you're kind of your back is screwed if you're sitting on the floor or your feet are screwed if you're standing up i'm just old yeah (laughs) that's that's all it is i just wow four hours conventionary young man's game (laughs) (laughs) see paul describes hell 
I, see, I, I cannot imagine waiting in four four hours in line for something. See what you sort of described is a lot like Gen, what Gen Con is. So I, I've seen the videos online. It is it is something out of Animal Planet is the best way I can describe <laughs> it. And I hate crowds. So like when I watched it, I stayed up on the second floor and I I sort of watched from above like I was in a copter. <laughs> so Paul, I absolutely understand when you say panic attack. I I get it. That's it's a lot of people moving really fast, getting in your way, being obnoxious. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that. I, I can't. And here's the thing: I don't mind. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of crowds, but I go to theme parks, I go to events, you know, I go to openings and stuff like that. And so I, I, I'm okay. I deal with crowds a lot, and so they typically don't stress me out. But this, but those are crowds of hundreds of people, not tens of thousands. Yeah. You know, those are things where, you know, I'm, I may wait 20 minutes for a drink, but I'm not waiting an hour and a half to get nothing, you know. And so, I, and I know I'm complaining because, you know, it, it was a unique I, It doesn't experience. sound like you're complaining. That's the thing. It doesn't sound like you're complaining at all. I, I just, I, I had a blast. I had an absolute blast overall, um, you know, and the, the, the sad thing is, I, I would I would go again in a heartbeat if it came to, back to the states. I know next year it's going to be in London. I will not be going to London for it. Um, but you know, if it, I, if the rumor is in 2017, it's going to be in Orlando. Yes, I will go. I will never go alone again. I will yeah. tell you that. <clears throat> um, I think he's going to ask one of us, Tim. I think uh, I'm going to be his plus one. I I think I have a server migration that week. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, you know because. It's just, you know, it's, you're going to sit in four hours. I mean, here's the thing, you know, you're talking to people around you, so it's not a, a bad experience. It's just, you know, if you want to divide and conquer, like I, I can only stand in one line at a time. Right. California and I have an agreement. I won't go to California. It won't fall off the fucking United States. That's, my, <laughs> that's our agreement with California. And it's, California was beautiful. I mean, this, the the convention center was pretty much a block or like a half mile away from uh, Disneyland. So I was able to go to Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure and uh, check that out. And you know, they they have a store in downtown Disney. So I went to downtown Disney to meet J. Scott Campbell, who's one of my favorite artists uh, in comics. And so I was able to meet him. And I'm walking out of you know the 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 autograph signing. And I look, and the store next door, I think it's called D Street, and um, I look in the window, and it is a store where the left side is all Avengers, the right side is all Star Wars. I'm like, okay, I'm, I am totally okay with this. <laughs> they, they, I need one of these in Virginia. <laughs> so I'm, I, I had a great time in Anaheim. So you left Anaheim, and then where did you go? Uh, well, I came back home for a day. Uh-huh. And uh, then I went to Texas to see my good buddy Aaron Head. And, you know, I'd like to point out you flew right past me to go home just to come It back. seems seems kind of like a waste. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been talking about it, Paul. I, well, now that you mention it, <laughs> it didn't even occur to me until you just said something. <laughs> So and you came here because uh, we uh, loaded up the car and drove up to Lampy, Missouri for Mancon 2015. 
Um, you know, it was kind of like the most dangerous game where we hunted hobos in the forest. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We uh, there were a number of us for whom Fear the Con eight this year will the scheduling doesn't work out for us, and so you know, like Andrew was it was causing a problem with his school, caused a problem with some of my projects at work. I think it was a problem for Paul as well. So we decided that we'd do our own thing because you know really we kind of hang out with the same bunch of guys at, at Fear the Con anyway. And so uh, 11 of us all got together in the uh, Ozarks in southern Missouri, and it was a, a beautiful place and a wonderful weekend. Uh, played some amazing games, uh, hung out with some of the best guys I know. Uh, it was a big time. And Paul. And Paul, plus Paul was there. Yeah, I came. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, I, it was a it was a hoot. I, I I loved it, and clearly it's something we need to do again. Yeah, I, so I, if you, I, I agree. Sorry. No, go ahead, Paul. Go for it. I was going to say, if you guys like our ideology of Manus Actual plays, um, we're going to hopefully release some of the audio from from Mancon, not not the uh, the post midnight audio, the after hours. <laughs> the the ideology of madness after dark. <laughs> but no, we we will probably be releasing a couple of the actual plays. Um, you know, we continued our our zom- our annual zombie game. Um, we have the <laughs> third year of chill. So I mean, it, it, tons of great. And we had a, we had a blast. I mean, we had a lot of fun. You know, it was it was a you know it was eleven middle aged dudes in a cabin. I guess that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> well, and you know, the great thing was is that you know, Fear the Con is famous for the princess party. And uh, we had a bikini bachelorette party next door. Next door, so winning um. <laughs> seems well, somewhat better. Yeah, somewhat better. Somewhat better. And much, much cracking was had. Much cracking rum. Yes. Oh god, there's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. There, there, the uh, there was a a higher alcohol rate uh, per person at this event than in previous years. Yes, than in most years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a, fact, we, we 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 you know how they have those lists of top uh, top fifty drunken cities in America. <laughs> Lampy uh, Lampy might have made it. Lampy <laughs> shot up to the top that weekend. I, yeah. You know what's funny though? Norfolk, Virginia is number two on that list. Doesn't surprise me, Paul. <laughs> have another Paul. Yeah, have yeah, another Paul. <laughs> Just well, put so, it into my veins. So we played. I, I can run the games that I was in. Uh, Star Wars: Edge of the Empire. Uh, chill. Monster Hearts. Uh, we did uh, Year Eight of And a Little Child Shall Eat Them. We did our second year of This Empire Earth. Um, we did uh, East Texas University, uh, a Savage Worlds game. Um, and what what was the? You ran another game. It was uh, uh, Tim. You ran. I ran Gotham. Yeah. And I and I ran uh, Supernatural. And so I think we've got audio on most of all of that. I think the only one that I know we don't have is East Texas University because my uh, voice recorder died midway. Just pretend Andrew is a crow for about <laughs> half hour. Yes. <laughs> you get a feel for what Yeah, that. you'll get a feel for that. That's yeah. true. So anyway, lots of good audio coming. We had a blast. We'll do it again. And it's actually inspired me to run uh, AaronCon uh, here in Texas uh, for my home guys. So uh, look forward to, to some audio from that later this summer. So we get invites to AaronCon? You'll get invites, but you okay. know I know that some of you guys are a little distant. So. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to come, but yeah, you got to send the, you got to send the. That's right. It's, it's like a I, wedding. It's kind of like the invite, hoping that you don't come. Don't you? You're right. Have exactly. you ever given that invite? Like, <laughs> sure, let's invite the, you know, the Smiths, and then they say yes, and you're like, God yeah. damn it! And and like douchebags, they select the steak option. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. So you know, I shipped Paul out on uh, Monday. 
and uh, you know he, he can't stop now. He's he's addicted to the travel. Paul, so, do you have a job? He does not. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't after this. So, Paul, <laughs> where are you going next? So tomorrow morning, I fly out to Orlando, Florida, where I will be participating in the Expedition Everest Challenge, which is a 5K at uh, Walt Disney World's Animal Kingdom, Um, a 5K which includes an obstacle course, followed by a scavenger hunt. And it all takes place at 10 o'clock at night in the park after dark. Um, And after it's all done, there's an after party in the park where you get to ride the rides like at midnight and stuff like that. And so I'm really looking forward to it. This run Disney um, is what Disney, you know, they have the, these line of runs that they do all year. And so this is my first run Disney event. I'm going to be doing another one later this year. Um, but I'm also going to be filming a lot there for uh, Beer Run Geek. So that'll be also on the Ideology of Madness YouTube channel. So, so Paul has got to visit all the Disneys. <laughs> Next is <laughs> Euro Disney. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go when Star Wars Celebration. I'll, when I go to Star Wars Celebration, I'll go there. Okay. So you went to California. You've been to Texas. You've gone to Florida. You've been to Missouri. Uh, basically, you're saying you're, you're never coming up not my neck of the woods because you're a dick. It's well, basically yeah, it's, it's fuck Wisconsin. So, <laughs> is there anything worth going to in yeah. Wisconsin? I mean, uh, other than cheese. no, no. But if you know, if you decide to go to C two E two, that might be something, huh? I would like to go to C2E2. Maybe next year. We could cuz I can get a, a flight to Chicago for like 80 bucks. Maybe. Maybe we could do C2E2. All right. Which is as close to Wisconsin as you probably can tolerate to be honest. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, really it, as close as anybody needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> Any closer and you just get radioactive radiation poisoning. <sighs> so Paul, while you were out there, you know, uh, you know, fighting your force battles in Anaheim, um, the new Superman Batman teaser came out. Yeah, so we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, and yes. you know we've had some folks rather unhappy about that on uh, on on the Twitter, and uh, w- for that we say thank you, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It, it, those people keep us in check. That's right. Yeah, it's it's nice to be loved. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So we um, we have not talked about the Superman Batman teaser. Uh, you're right. It, 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 was, it came out when I was in Star Wars Celebration, which I got to tell you is the, the worst freaking weekend in the world to release a trailer, given that it was a day or two after the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, and people were still high on the Star Wars trailer. And unfortunately, because of uh, I, I think because of the Star Wars trailer, it, it's getting a lot of heat because it's it in general not a horrible teaser, but it it wasn't quite enough to to get people to focus on it given Star Wars. And so, uh, go ahead. I, I, I want to hear what Aaron has. I was, wait, I was waiting for Aaron to explode. <laughs> <laughs> because when you, I think you're cutting a lot of slack, Paul. I mean, I may be. I mean, it, it, here's the thing. It was, it's a teaser. I mean, it it was a teaser. Yeah. No, I, I get you. I was cautiously optimistic about this movie uh, prior to the new trailer coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I am less so now. Oh, there's the Aaron I know and love. I, it does not look like a good film to me. It, it looks, I mean, I understand it's Superman versus Batman, but it, it look, there, there's an abstractness to what they're showing us that it does that it feels like it's even got less heart than Man of Steel did. 
um, I, I, having watched that that trailer a couple of times, I'm like, man, it's not giving me a, 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 a vibe that I want to see it. And, and I'll tell you, the teaser trailers for Man of Steel were amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Kevin Costner voiceover. Oh, yeah, um, Russell Crowe. Yeah, and the Russell Crowe voiceover. I mean, you, you had the Jonathan Kent voiceover and you had the Jor-El voiceover. And both of them made me just hot to see the movie. Um, I don't have that now. And, you know, they show you the image of Batman in his power armor. And that just looks stupid to me. I know a lot of people are saying it looked really cool, but to me, I just didn't, I didn't care for the design of it. I also don't care for the whole Superman being worshipped as a god. I think that's probably a logical outcome of the prior movie uh, and the fact that Clark Kent, as depicted in Man of Steel, doesn't have much heart. He's not the Clark Kent that we know from the comics. He's not the Clark Kent that, that we know from the earlier films. Um, the only thing that does encourage me they released a still image of Ben Affleck this week in the uh, the Batman costume uh, that is, was in black and white, and it shows you know kind of a, a cloth you know bodysuit with the with the leather cowl, and oh my God, that looks hot! That looks really hot. But the rest of it, I'm not too jazzed. Well, about. listen, DC, if you want to save that movie, just cut out this Batman Superman stuff and just give me Cal Drago Aquaman for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Well, and, you know, just taking Mira from the rear the whole time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depends on who they cast as Mira. Uh, but not as not, much as you'd think. I, uh, I just I – just, I'm just not jazzed for it right now. I was more jazzed for it before the teaser. And, you know, I know you really can't judge a movie by the trailer, but that's all I have to go on for the next year. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I do hope that future teasers and trailers look a little better. I will say it's not the – it's not – it's not the knock it out of the park that I was hoping the teaser would be. No, the 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 meal is not finished. But however, the by the presentation of the cook and the kitchen has scared me some. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, I, it's, that's fair. I will say what I got a uh, I got a strong Watchmen vibe off of yes. the trip. Yes, more no, than I, I have off of anything Zack Snyder's done since Watchmen. And it's the wrong vibe. That's my problem because I'll agree. I, I I very much picked up on that Watchmen feel. You know, it, it's it felt dystopian. You know. And yeah. that's not what I want from this movie, you know. And maybe you know, maybe he'll convince me wrong. Maybe maybe I'm going to wind up loving what he's dishing out. But what I've seen so far, it doesn't jazz me. So it's going to be injustice. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I, I think it's going to be closer to Dark Knight Returns. I, I think it's going to be closer to Dark Knight Returns than you know than than anyone expected. Yeah. So you know, sticking with the. Uh, the news, uh, that you know, the comic movie and TV news. You know, we haven't spoken about Daredevil since it started. Um, or I think we did just a little bit when it first started, and you know, unfortunately, I still haven't caught up. But oh, you know, Paul, they, I know I'm only on episode four. But you know, there have been, uh, you know, they, they're already deep in filming on Jessica Jones, and following that is Luke Cage, and you know, there are rumors that there will be a phase two of uh, the Marvel. Uh, Netflix deal um, based on the success of Daredevil, yeah. and that phase two would could include things like the second season of Daredevil and perhaps a Punisher television show, that kind of thing. Um, but one of the things that has been announced this week, and you know, actors typically only talk about roles. Like actors, pretty much only admit they're in talks for a role if the talks are pretty far along. Right. Um, you know, they're not going to talk about things that. You know, just don't seem like they're going to happen. Sure. And so this week, Ryan Felipe has said he is in talks 
with Marvel regarding a Netflix television show. And it and you know a lot of speculation is that he could be uh, Iron Fist, perhaps even Bullseye. Um, I, I'm erring more towards Iron Fist given the timing of the talks. Yeah, that and, guy does uh, not strike me as Iron Fist, though. He, he totally strikes me as Iron Fist. I don't know him very well. I've just seen this picture online, and uh, I, I could see him more. I don't know. I could see him more as a as a Bullseye, but I, I think Paul's right. I think he's going to be a Danny Rand. I mean, I, I, I think that's good casting. I'm, I've actually always been a fan of Ryan Felipe. Um, I, I enjoyed him in uh, I, films I'm sure you guys haven't seen. Say uh, Cruel like, Intentions, Paul. I, I do love Cruel Intentions. <laughs> uh, I, I love the shit out of some Cruel Intentions. But he was also in Crash and Flags of Our Fathers, um, Way of the Gun. Way of the Gun, I, I love Way of the Gun. And, uh, you know, he was in 54, but 54 was terrible. But, I mean, he's been in a number of films that I, I have enjoyed. So I, I'm, I'm, I think he's good. And I know his he has a television show currently on um, ABC, I think, one of those murder mystery shows like Did He Kill His Kid or something? Secrets and Lies mm. um, is the name of his current TV series on ABC. And so that is uh, – it's pretty popular. To who? <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to, who, to whoever watches ABC nowadays. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, Sorry, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, Netflix reported this week that uh, Daredevil is the most watched uh, Netflix program. That makes me kind of sad, to be honest, for good old Frank Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, it's surprising, you know, given how popular th- shows like uh, Orange is the New Black and uh, House of Cards is. I mean, it, it just I find that very surprising. It's a really good show. Yeah, I know. It's a fantastic <laughs> like it, show. But I, yeah. I was surprised to hear it that a genre show beat out those two others that have a little I'm bit not. more mainstream appeal. Really? I mean, I, I'm not surprised that it's uh, – that it's it is the much – I mean, here's the thing. I haven't seen House of Cards, and as much as I want to, I just I haven't gotten around to it or oh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, damn it, Paul. You're not going to be able to be on our House of Cards cast. Ah, oh, House of Cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know, Daredevil. It's it, it, it's the Marvel connection. It is you know, it's the Marvel connection that right now anything they touch, maybe until. Ant- I'll yeah. tell you what, Aaron. I don't think Paul's making the appropriations committee for House of House of Cards. He is not. He is not. Yeah. Oh. Well, and you're you're not going to be. You know, Tim and I are working in the Underwood campaign for this election. Yeah, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have places you know in that yep. new administration. Uh, Underwood 2016 on the back, it's got an ear with a hand on it. It's got it, God's ear now. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> All right, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> I, I you know time. I'm I'm impressed that Daredevil's gotten that much uh, that much download, but yeah, I think Paul's right. I think putting the Marvel name on it gives it gives it a, a multiplier like in pinball. Yeah. It, Which is good. It, it, it just surprised me. That's all. But I think it's great. I, I, I love that not only was it successful, that it was also good. So know? when are we getting Jessica Jones, Paul? Is that next year? I think they haven't the announced this year. A, yeah, I would, I would think we're going to see it before the end of this year. Yeah. Um, they have not announced a date. I mean, and it's still filming. And it, Luke Cage seems like a pretty significant player in it. So I'm kind of surprised that they're still going to do two separate series. Like... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've never been... I, I love Luke Cage. I do love Luke Cage. But everything that I've enjoyed Luke Cage in has been 
team books. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about a, a Luke Cage only TV series, but we'll see. We'll see. I think you're right, though, Paul. I think when you get those four characters together, that the story you're going to get is Shadowland, and I'm less happy about that. Ah, I think I'll be good. Unless they do it well. Because, you, know, you know, we all yeah. liked the idea of Shadowland. It was just poorly executed. Yeah, I could see that. I wasn't. I didn't have my hopes this high for Daredevil. So Marvel has consistently gone above expectations between this and Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. Well, and so and now you know we're not going to talk about it this week because the movie is the, the first showings of the movie are happening as we speak. As we speak, right this very moment now. Okay. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron is out in theaters. All right, now I, I got a I got a problem. I want I want to talk it through with you guys. Here okay. we go. Here we go. So I I, I might have asked my friends, do you want to go to a- Avengers: Age of Ultron opening night? Like, let's do this ultra screen, the whole thing. And they don't want to. What? And the reason they don't want to go opening night is they don't want crowds of annoying kids and, and people, um, obnoxious people that are crammed in like sardines. Right. Well, I and understand I, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You had you had further. No, no, no. Go ahead, Paul. I was going to say while I understand that, um, I, I do think there is less likely to. I think Thursday night showings are less going to be less crowded than Friday and Saturday. And I do think, and you know, the, the way you pass the the way you beat that out is you go to one of those reserved seat theaters. Yeah, that's some that's some that's some new fancified technology that has not has not reached the north winds of Wisconsin, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to go like Tuesday late afternoon for for like kind of a matinee five dollar thing, and kids are still in school, so it should be better, right? And so that special, that was don't they get a special day out of school to go see the Avengers? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> is it, and isn't it on Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> so that that was our dilemma. It's like my friends don't want to go opening night. I'm not going to go this thing three times because Lord knows I'm going to have to go when 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 wife unit decides she wants to go. Hmm. What do I do? Well, I think you get your friends. They're dead weight. They're dead weight. That's. I, I think you just got to cut them loose. They're they're holding you back. They're holding you down. You know, if we if we're actually going to be talking about this on set on on our normal day when we would have all had a chance to watch it, I I would have because you know, <laughs> podcast homework. Right. Right. You had to. It's for work. Yeah. It's yeah. seriously. This it's for my, my podcasting job, check. Yeah. 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 Aaron will write me in a significant event form. I don't that's fuck right. About this that's right. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, that, so that's that's my dilemma, and I I gotta be honest, I'd I'd rather go see it with friends, and when there's less people. Sure. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna see it sometime Sunday or after. Yeah. yeah. And we will talk about it quite a bit, I'm sure, next week on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We just haven't seen it yet, or have we? <laughs> Paul. Who knows, Paul? Paul. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I'm not. Not with Avengers. Paul, you son of a. <laughs> So, Paul, did you see that uh, Batman Earth One Volume Two comes out next week? I did. Are we purchasing it, Aaron? Are, I, we, are we getting it? I, 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 as soon as Amazon has it, I'll pick it up. I don't know. All if right. Well, have well that means we're not getting it on release date. Right. So, uh, but that's how I'm, I'm going to. I'm, Prime is working for me on this one, so uh, uh, I, that's when I'll be getting it. But I was, I just didn't, I did not realize that was coming out May sixth. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. I I know we were a little lukewarm on the first one, but I think, uh, you know, now that the the origin story is kind of over and and we're look, you know, we're getting new new tales, I guess. Um, 
Well, you know, I I I, I can't help but think that uh, those Batman Earth One books are going to do better supported by the success of Gotham. You know, because if you're used to the Alfred in Gotham, you'll be very comfortable with the Alfred in Earth One. Because mm. mm-hmm. he's the same guy. Yeah, basically. In fact, I would say that Gotham is heavily, heavily inspired by Absolutely. Earth Absolutely. I mean, not that you're going to get eight-year-old Bruce Wayne, but you do get the same uh, Alfred. And you get to see how that Bruce Wayne grows up. Yeah. So... Anyway, I'm excited. Uh, I think I think it's a week delayed through Amazon. So. Yeah, not too bad. I yeah. mean, so we'll get it on, and not even a full week because you know actual books come out on Tuesday. Wait, whoa, whoa! Not actual graphics, books? you know, bookstore books. No, no, I'm it sounds sorry. to me like you're saying, well, there's books, and then there's those children's things that you read called comics. Those, I think funny books. I think I'm a little tired of your judgment, Paul. So fuck you. I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know. This is where our riff starts, and you know it's just going to build and build you know, and build until we are beating the. Sh- I see, you said every time I see this is where our riff starts. This is it. This is where, this is where you and I become enemies. Can I, yeah, can I, you're, 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 you're helping right now. Uh, um, can I just throw know, a fuck you to both of you for your judging me? In fact, the fact that I have to go to an actual comic store. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, fuck you too, Tim. Sweet. <laughs> this is I, I, this is going to end with us battling it out as reality crumbles around us. I can see it now. Well, I think what happens is is you and I both kill Tim, and that becomes that secret that uh, you and I that, that, that destroys further destroys this relationship and develops into the secret wars. Uh-huh. Yes, the secret mm. wars. Because you know what, Tim's time has run out. I think Wayne's Ooh. already has too. I think Wayne yeah. has already happened. But, We're not really uh, keeping that a secret. But yeah, Paul and I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's public record. Yeah. Uh, wait, Aaron put it on his Instagram. That's right. Look, we just murdered Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> this is right under away. right under Do- Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede. <laughs> That's right, in Branson. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a barrel somewhere with a clown. That's right. That's right. Uh, <sighs> Good times. <laughs> So this week, Avengers number 44 and New Avengers, I believe it's number 33. 33. Um, we're both released the final issues of both of those titles um, and, and the final issues of Hickman's run on those titles, all leading up to Secret Wars. I got to tell you, Paul. I got to tell you. New Avengers number 33, best book of the year so far. Wasn't it? Not it, just it, of it, New Avengers. But of all the books I've read so far this year, New Avengers is the book. Holy These, shit, this book was good. Yeah, it, it, and here's the thing. It's Hickman at his best, so it is it is wordy. It is sci-fi, heavy sci-fi. You know, it's not just a superhero book. It, it elevates the superhero book, I think. It's it's. I love it. I yeah. love it. And, you know, for Paul to say that is huge because one of his least favorite artists is on the book. Uh, Mike Diodato has the pencils on the book, and the book is extraordinarily cinematic. Um, yeah, and I will say Mike Diodato, not big on his technology, mm-hmm. but outside of when he was trying to draw like spaceships and stuff, I, I, I didn't mind his art. Well, I I fucking loved this book. Um, the You know, we had some things revealed to us uh, several months back. You know, and it was right as they were announcing the Secret Wars connection to uh, Time Runs Out, and all of a sudden they show their hand with Molecule Man. And you're like, holy fuck, Molecule Man was huge in the Secret Wars. And look, there's Doctor Doom. He was huge in the Secret Wars. And man, 
the connection there pays off huge in this book. Oh, yeah. I, 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 this I is don't... their book. I mean, this yeah. is, you know, New Adventures has focused on the Illuminati since the start. This issue is 95% Doctor Doom, Molecule Man, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will say that many times Marvel has let us down in their big event books and their big storylines. They, they, they do this huge build, and you're like, oh, yes, it's so cool. And then they just the, the, the reveal is so poor. And in issue 33 of New Avengers, Jonathan Hickman reveals like the best prestidigitator you've ever seen. Uh, you know, he is the, the finest illusionist on the stage. He did a marvelous job of giving us the reveal and still holding some stuff back. You know, there's st- there's still some stuff to be learned because we don't know what was down in that hole. No. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Doctor Strange is looking down there, going, "Good God, Doom, what have you done?" We don't know what that is, but it looks really cool. It yeah. looks really cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, Tickman's run. You know, so now I guess we're talking about thirty. I'm sorry, seventy-seven issues combined between Avengers and New Avengers, right? Right. Because um, ultimately, it's been one story. That, you know the, these these uh, two books combined, and it's been uneven. There have been storylines we haven't loved. There have been issues we've downright hated and almost wanted to drop the book for. Yeah. Um, but it all pieces together, and the only disappointment I have in this final issue is that it doesn't focus more on the new on the Illuminati. But they've pretty much all got their moment to shine in this time runs out storyline. Yeah. You know they've all been focused on it at some point or another. Well, and I actually welcome the full issue being narrated essentially by Doctor Doom. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I well, and actually not Doctor Doom about Doctor Doom. It was narrated by Molecule Man, um, which mm-hmm. sounds a little lame because he's such a goofy character. But oh my god, it was good. Um, and not in this book. I'm sorry. I said not in this book. Molecule Man. Not he's not lame at all in this book. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I the the and. The whole setup on what Molecule Man charges Doctor Doom to do, and the fact that Molecule Man is giving directions to Doctor Doom is huge, mm-hmm. you know. And really, the fact that we're painting Doctor—I won't spoil too much by saying this—Doctor Doom is really a hero in this book. He's not—he doesn't yeah. have a a heroic mandate, but ultimately, what he's doing is heroic, and he's the only guy who can do it. And it's it's so good. So you know. You read issue 33 of New Avengers, and you finish it, and you're going, holy shit, holy shit. And then you you pick up New Avengers 44 uh, – I'm sorry, Avengers 44, and the the whole thing starts again with a whole different set of, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And first off, how welcome was Kev Walker on this book, Paul? Not, not just Kev Walker, but you have Kev Walker and Stefano Caselli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, just, tag teaming this book. Yeah, just passing the baton back and forth. And, and it was awesome. Yeah. The whole and, book you know, was awesome. The whole book was awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, whereas New Avengers followed basically I, I don't want to spoil too much for those who have well, we're gonna spoil a little bit. You know, New Avengers follows Doctor Doom's battle with the Beyonders. Because if you pick up Secret Wars number one, you're you're gonna right. find that out. I'm yeah. sure I'm, in fact if you pick up Secret Wars number zero this weekend on free comic book day, you already know that. Um, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in Avengers, we're following the assault uh, of the gladiators, or right. you know, the the Shi'ar, uh, on, the Shi'ar excuse right. me, on Earth, um, we're following you know the other members of the um, 
the new Avengers or the Illuminati. So you've got Reed Richards, Black Bolt, Hulk, Beast, as well as the the actual Avengers. Um, and you know, very very much the focus is on the the falling out of Captain America and Iron Man. And you know, when I first I started flipping through the book, I'm like. I don't know that I need to see another knockdown drag out between those two, like I right. saw in Civil War. Right. Because I mean, that's just it, I've seen it before, you know. But it was done differently enough. Yeah. Well, Captain book. America and his power armor for one was pretty badass. Yeah, it was a very Dark Knight Returns esque scene. You know, we were talking about Batman versus Superman. It was very much you know because you've got old man Steve Rogers because right. he has lost his ability to regenerate and his you know he he has basically aged to almost his natural age. Um, you know, in power armor, fighting against uh, you know basically Tony Stark without morals, right? Um, as a result of Axis, and it is just like this knock down, drag out fight between them, and no holds barred. I mean, they are they are trying to kill each other. Well, and Captain America is just pulling Tony's armor off of him. I mean, just shredding it. It was great. It was great. But you know, I, Paul, my favorite page in the book is Black Can- Black Panther sharing the news with. Uh, uh, President Obama. Yeah, you know, that was he, awesome. He's standing in the in the in the Oval Office and he's telling the president. He's like, "Yeah, Earth's really got about four hours to live. We we really feel like the world needs to hear it from somebody they trust. You should really tell everyone things are are, are about to happen and uh, people need to make their peace." And you know, nobody in in the administration is willing to accept that this is this is a done deal. And you know, Black Panther is just like you know. It's going to happen. You know, you need to brace yourself. And Obama says, uh, isn't there anyone willing to help? And Black Panther says, and this is fantastic, there was. He was a king. But then you and all the rest of your kind threw his people to a pack of wolves called the Cabal. And now his city is ash. And I mean, Obama won't look at him at that point. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Obama. <laughs> I just... It, it, <laughs> It just cracked me up, you know. Yeah, and I love. I mean, this is Hickman is writing what is essentially what reads as the, the final Avengers story, right? I mean, this is the end of the universe, right? Um, and so, you know, think he's getting away with things that you would never see in a regular Avengers story, which is basically Black Panther walking away, you know, saying, "Do you know what I've learned through all of this? There was never." any saving you we were never going to save the world we never stood a chance you know that it was inevitable that you know they were just going to keep fighting and but they were never going to win the ultimate battle and then you flip over to you know the ultimate universe where you've got ultimate reed richards teamed up with thanos right and maximus and maximus um, you know, and it's just like it's just nonstop greatness and i know you say your favorite page was the thing with black panther mine was where Tony Stark oh, yeah. basically blew off Steve Rogers' face and a helicarrier crashes into them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he thinks the fight's over and then the helicarrier from the Ultimate Universe crashes into them. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, you see him just shoot him in the face and his face is on fire. Yeah. And then a helicarrier crashes into both of them. Well, and there, there's so much good stuff in this book. You know, uh, you really, it's like every page is a little bit of awesome. You know, they should just call this the Awesome Avengers because <laughs> I, the, the, everything was fantastic. Agreed. I love it, and uh, I am definitely looking forward to Secret Wars, which comes out next week. Yeah, just a, just a powerful end to this series. So. Yeah, I, I, great. You know, I, I'm hopeful that Secret Wars is everything that this that it deserves to be after this lead up. I mean, this is 
Now, this has been a fantastic lead up. Along those lines, and I think that the sale will be continuing when we drop this episode, but did you see that Comixology has the Avengers versus Thanos trade paperback on sale for four ninety nine? And it like usually retails for twenty five. Really? No, yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, it's got all of those old Jim Starlin, you know, uh, the thing versus Thanos, you know, that Marvel two in one issue, the Avengers issues, all of that stuff. Wow, that's so, great. Yeah. So pick that up. Yeah, so check out Comixology for that. Uh, the sale goes until eh, it's going to be tight. Uh, the sale goes until May third. So oh, yeah. If, yeah, so if we drop this on Sunday, so if go you're now. a if you're a time traveler, go back in time and download that from Comixology. <laughs> but I will seems tell you, like an appropriate use of your time travel talent. And the, but Comixology is also fucking with you a little bit, a little bit, because they have Age of Ultron on there. Don't buy that. Yeah, that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't buy that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. That would be a mistake of, of epic proportions. Indeed, Learn indeed. from people who've walked that road. <laughs> so I love Thanos. Yes, I, I love everything that's happening in Convergence. But you know who I actually love more than Thanos? Who do you love more than Thanos, Paul? <laughs> I, I feel kind of strange saying this uh, it, it, because they're they're both murderous despots. Um, dark side. But but who bought you a cute little dark side for you? You did. <laughs> I had it waiting for him on his bed when he got here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 he's like, "Did you see what I had on your bed?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I had to go back." <laughs> um, so the dark side war has begun. You know, moving over to DC, uh, Justice League number forty has come out, and you know, even though DC is knee deep in conversion. Superman, Batman, and Justice League were basically all running behind anyway. So they don't get necessarily the break that some of the other books do. <laughs> they don't get any time off because they're a bunch of slackers to begin with. Yeah. Uh, they get next month off because they were all running a couple weeks behind, basically, is how it works. And so Justice League number 40 came out this week, which is the prelude to the Dark Side War, featuring Jeff Johns as the writer and art by Kevin McGuire, Phil Jimenez, Dan Jurgens, Jerry Ordway, Scott Collins, Jason Fabok, Jim Lee, and Scott Williams. And this book was amazing. Absolutely. I, I, can't, I can't sing this book's praises enough, um, which is strange because, number one, the book focuses almost completely on Metron. Metron is your point-of-view character. I do like Metron, though. I like Metron, too, but I generally don't like quite so much of him. But, I mean, you know... Yeah, he's kind of like Silver Surfer to me. I like... I, he, he reminds me of Silver Surfer yeah, a bit. You want him in doses. Yeah. But he narrates the whole story, and he kind of gives you the secret history of not just the new gods, but also the Anti-Monitor. Um, and you get to see glimpses of the universes that came before. So we now know, you know, beyond what was going on in Convergence... We now know that there are there there are more people in the New Fifty Two who are aware of what's come before. Yes, I mean he talks about Zero Hour. He talks about Crisis on the Infinite Earths. He talks about Infinite Crisis. He talks about all these things that have shaped the multiverse, and you know talks about you know uh, the the different manifestations of characters and whatnot. And this was just a fantastic book. Yeah, and so again, spoiler warnings on. You know, it's revealed, you know, Metron, Metron, right? Yeah, Metron. Sits in the Mobius chair. Oh, yeah, this was, this was a key bit of information. Yeah. And the Anti-Monitor's real name 
is Mobius. And what when you know while he was once a watcher, much like Metron has become and inherited his his responsibilities, uh, Mobius has now become the destroyer. And so the, the premise of Dark Side War is that all these reboots, all these crises, and they even reference Convergence at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, all of these re- existence reboots. Uh, because the world has been unraveled and rebuilt again and again to the point of op- obfuscation. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Which is, you know, they're basically saying that all these reboots are, are tearing apart the fabric of reality. And, you know, and it's just uh, the, the, the guest artists that we mentioned, Phil Jimenez, Dan Jurgens, and those guys, they do these two page spreads of the previous yeah, crises. And they're just gorgeous. Which you know, it, it, it's 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 a high bar. It's setting. They're basically making it sound like this dark side war is crisis level um, stuff, and yeah. I'm already enjoying it more than I'm enjoying Convergence. Oh yeah, easy. You know, I, <laughs> I'm not disliking Convergence, but at the same time, it basically feels like it's filler. If it, it, it feels like it's filler, it feels like like what it is. I mean, honestly, Convergence was originally imagined as filler yeah. to take up the time for DC to move. Uh, you know, from East Coast to West Coast, and um, you know, it kind of turned into something bigger in promotion, but not in actuality. I yeah. mean, it, it is—it feels very much like a filler story. It feels basically just like a continuation of Earth Two World's End. Yeah. But this, this feels like an, uh, like a damn, you know. It feels epic. Uh, yeah, it feels yeah. like an epic. It yeah. feels like an event book. Yeah. And uh, you know, I the, the art, the story. I loved I loved everything about this issue. And, and you know, for a book that that has so little of the Justice League in it being called a Justice League book, thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know, it's funny because New Avengers was very much the same way. You know, New Avengers really focused on Doctor Doom and Molecule Man, with the the New Avengers being very much bit actors in the background. And while you get to see Superman and Wonder Woman and you know, Green Lantern and all of that, it's always in, like, flashbacks. You know, it's it's not any of them yeah. taking a direct part in the story. Um, you know, really, your your characters here are Metron, the Anti-Monitor, and to some extent, uh, High Father and Darkseid. Um, I, I, this book, number one, it's beautiful. Every page is, is, is a, a, just a, a, a fantastic masterpiece. Uh, and the story is told so beautifully. And this is really what we've come to expect from Jeff Johns. You know, he he is not nearly as prolific as guys like Bendis, but his, you know his Justice League books have been well above par. He has uh, he 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 has done amazing things on these books. Yeah, and and this look you cut out there, Paul. I was saying this looks to be an amazing storyline, and I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited about the post-conversion DC universe because of storylines like this. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some other books that came out this week that lead into the post-conversion DC universe. Because basically what I have seen is that Convergence doesn't seem like it's going to affect anything outside of, of Earth 2. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to affect the regular ongoing titles. I don't know if you feel the same way, Aaron, but yeah, that's I, certainly I, I feel like there's not going to be any lasting change. And, you know, one of the things that I find so frustrating about Convergence is that, you know, we were given to believe that these are our worlds who were saved right before their death. But they, you know, 
I don't know how they're going to explain it, but clearly they're taken from other worlds because uh, you know many of the stories advanced beyond the point of where the characters were taken from. And so that's one of the things I find a little frustrating about it. It's, it's not exactly how it was sold to us. Yeah, agreed. So I'm, uh, you know, Convergence. I'm, I'm, while I am still enjoying a little the story, not as much as I was hoping, and it's certainly not the level I was hoping. But you know, th- again, the, those three late books, Justice League, Superman, and Batman, all came out this week, mm-hmm. and so you and I picked up Superman number forty. Written and drawn by John Romita Jr. Yeah, and and uh, you know I'd like to point out in Comicsology they show that it's Jeff Johns. And I was like, what are they doing here? But it was, I think that was a Comicsology error, not a DC Comics error, because the yeah. comic book clearly states uh, uh, John Romita Jr. John Romita is definitely a DC error. Aaron, yes. <laughs> I gotta say. Not only did I enjoy the writing on the book, the artwork was actually very good. Yeah, I didn't he, he have has, any issues with the artwork in this book. He has grown into his DC work. You can yeah. tell with each passing issue, his art has gotten better. It started out very rough. It has certainly gotten better. And I've never read a, a book with John Armita Jr. as the writer. Nor have I. Or at least I'm not, I'm not aware that I have. While he still certainly has some quirks, you know, th- there are definitely... Um, Scenes that reminds me of a you know an '80s or '90s comic book where Superman says what's happening right. instead of you you know seeing it for yourself or using internal monologues. So it's it's a little retro in that manner, but it was a lot of fun. I thought this was a fun issue. It was a lot of fun, and I I think that's something that I found really interesting about his take on the Justice League is his Justice League. All everybody likes each other and they enjoy hanging out together. They um, smile. His Justice League is more like an Avengers. You know, they very uh, much. You can tell he's almost like learned learned something from his time with Bendis on the Avengers yeah. books. Um, one of the things that I found that just took me out of the book uh, was how friendly Batman is. You know, the, the good natured ribbing of Superman. Hey, nature boy, when Bat- when Superman's burned off all of his uh, clothes. You know, um, <laughs> I thought I wasn't gonna like it, and it, it, yes, it took me out of the book, but I did like it. I did like it too, because you know, sometimes you want to see a happy Batman. And you know it's okay for Batman to be friendly with his friends, right? And yeah, this it's is, not okay for him to drink light beer. Yeah, but, no, that's know. never. That's not okay for anybody, Paul. Yeah. Well, um, they didn't say he was. They said Superman was. <laughs> but uh, you know, there there are a lot of visual gags in the book. Like you know, every time Superman uses his new power, he burns off his clothes. And so there's the scene where Aquaman's trying to hide Wonder Woman's eyes from seeing you know Superman's goods. You know, uh, and you know, Wonder Woman's trying to look around his hand. I mean, there's a lot of visual gags in this book, and it's thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, you know, it's it's a little done in. I I won't say done in one. It 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 is it is a self-contained story, but it it, you know it has a a lead-in from the previous storyline written by Jeff Johns, and certainly leads into the upcoming storyline where it it seems like uh, Superman's identity may be revealed. Yeah, yeah, to Lois. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the book was very well written. I thought the book was was awfully well drawn and thoroughly entertaining. There wouldn't I my my complaints about the book are minor. You know that it I was startled at how friendly Bruce Wayne is because um, we, we don't we're not given to seeing him that way and you know at least not. But recently. I prefer to. I would yeah. pref- I like friendly Bruce Wayne. It's nice to see him having fun. 
Yeah. You know, and teasing, you know, Clark about, hey, you know, if we keep this up, you're going to start chipping in for gas. You know, I mean, yeah. I just I enjoyed the gags. You know, I, I think it's OK for these books to be fun every now and again. Agreed. Yeah. So big thumbs up. I highly recommend it. I actually, you know, when we talk about Superman books, I think this is a book that Wayne would enjoy. Absolutely. You know, I, I, this was a true Superman book, and it was Superman amongst his friends, which we don't get to see a whole lot of. So. I, I, I'm hopeful that uh, we can see more of this. Yep. Yep. And, so, you know, if you want to see more of uh, The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, well, you know, you're going to get that sequel with him and, and Scott Snyder, right? Well, no. What? Scott Snyder's not co-writing it. it wasn't that originally the uh, the plan? That Scott Snyder I, I, you know, that Miller was were... the original rumor oh, that okay. it was going to be uh, Frank Miller and Scott Snyder were going to be teaming up with a, um, a bevy of artists on the book. Uh, but what was officially announced that is that it's co-written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello instead. Uh, Which is – But the Scott Snyder was never official because I just figured that they just changed the story. But it was never official. No, it was never official. Oh, OK. I thought it was. Yeah. Which is, I mean I – <laughs> Which I, I love Scott Snyder. Um, I think Brian Azzarello may be a better fit for oh, Frank Miller. Completely agree. Um, now they have not announced. Now in the announcement of the upcoming Dark Knight Three: The Master Race, all they've shown is a piece of Frank Miller art, which I got to tell you is stock art. We've all seen it before. It's not new art. Um, and uh, you know they they said artists <laughs> will be announced soon. So, you know, the, the one piece of that uh, original rumor was that there would be multiple artists. I still think that will be the case. And this is supposedly the conclusion of the, the you know, Frank Miller's Dark Knight uh, writing, um, which is not surprising because apparently he is not well in health. So I don't know that he'll be drawing or writing or doing anything beyond giving ideas. Um, because, uh, you know, apparently that's why we have not seen anything out of him in quite a while. Yeah. Other than uh, the recent film Sin City 2. Yeah, but even then, that was probably more Rodriguez than... No, 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 that was all Frank Miller, Paul. That was pretty terrible regardless. I thought Rodriguez was busy filming Spy Kids, Spy, Spy Kids 9. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, what do you guys think about this Dark Knight 3 news? Do you yeah. Are you lukewarm? Do you not it's, give a shit? I, I, I think the selling point of the Dark Knight is Frank Miller, but the Dark Knight Strikes Again was terrible. Uh, and I just I don't know that he's got it in him anymore. And so I don't know that if, if it's not him drawing and it's not him writing it, I'm not sure why you need a sequel. It's yeah, it's not if it's not gonna be him, then what are you doing? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll flip through it. But yeah, he'll, he'll burn steel. Say, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll burn steel. <laughs> I'll take a look and see if I like it. That's that's what I'm gonna say. I, I yeah. can't even get to cautiously optimistic, but yeah. I'm still curious. Well, I guess that's where I'll go. Yeah. I will I will obviously I'll pick up the first issue. Um, there you will. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you know, like you said, the selling point of a Dark Knight book is Frank Miller, but at this point, Miller's more of a detraction than a selling point for sure. me. And so, you know, bringing in Azzarello and some decent artists with, you know, basically Frank Miller guiding the ship. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like Star Wars. You know, J.J. Abrams taking Star Wars and making it his own thing rather than seeing George Lucas produce another film is more of a selling point than a detraction for sure. me. So, you know, on that same point, I read Batman number 40 this week, which was the conclusion of the Endgame storyline that uh, Aaron dropped out of. 
And so this is, you know, Scott Snyder. It's already been revealed that there will be a new Batman. I won't spoil on the podcast who it's going to be. You can look that up on the internet. It's pretty much everywhere now. Goddamn Scott Snyder. <laughs> why, why would you need a new Batman? You don't. You don't. I don't understand. Well, what happened, Paul? Does Bruce Wayne just decide that he's he's going to quit being Batman and you know like go to Paris and you know eat cakes in a little street cafe? Uh, no, mm. no, that does not happen. So um, it is not fully revealed whether Joker is the laughing man or not, but it's pretty heavily hinted at that he's not. That it's all been orchestrated, which you know we kind of anticipated um, that he's not the immortal figure that like. Um, Who's that other mortal guy in DC? The big burly guy? Uh, Vandal Savage. Savage, yeah. Vandal Savage, yeah. That he's not another Vandal Savage. That he he has basically regenerated using um, like a Lazarus pit under Gotham City. Um, that he discovered when he fell down the uh, the cavern in the last in the death of the family storyline. Hmm. And so you know, Batman is going to destroy the pit and. You know, they basically succeed in, in thwarting the Joker's plans, long story short. Um, but, uh, you know, about halfway into this book, Batman and Joker have their big face-to-face confrontation. And it is invincible. When I say invincible, I'm talking about, you know, the Robert Kirkman book. It is invincible levels of gore. <laughs> um, oh. So, you know, it starts with Joker stabbing Batman, you know, through the back with two knives. And, I mean, they have this huge knockdown drag out stab there's a you know punch kick you know squish you know joker throws you know those razor blade uh playing cards and one jabs in batman's eye and he retaliates by biting off joker's ear um <laughs> very bloody very very bloody knockdown drag out fight under the streets of gotham in a um and you know of course, you know, it's, you know, Batman sacrifices himself to destroy the cavern and, you know, with him and Joker in it. But, you know, they're not dead. But at the end of the issue, basically, Batman had everyone. Batman is presumed dead in his battle with the Joker. And so you know, while we don't get the reveal of who the new Batman is in this issue, it's already, you know, it'll be in this week's free comic book day issue. Do you guys know who it is already? I have no idea. No, I, I won't spoil it for you then. OK. Well, it's gonna be why. lame. That's I don't know fine. how it matters since I'm not picking the book up. So, do, do you want me to tell you, Aaron? Tell me. Tell me. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, so you know how there's that new robotic Batman. There's a new robotic right? Batman. Yeah. Well, you've seen the robot Batman suit, right? Yeah. You know, the the post convergence robot Batman suit. Is that the one that I've got the action figure for? No, there is a there. We talked about it recently on the show that there's like a new. He looks like Chappie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So uh, the the man under the suit is Commissioner Gordon. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not spoiling this for anyone else too, because if you went to Free Comic Book Day and picked up the the, the DC book, that's where it's revealed. Huh? God, Commissioner damn Gordon it. has taken on the mantle of the Batman. I don't. I don't. Again, it's not revealed in this issue. It's like it's they drove. It's back. like they drove all the way to California, and halfway there, they just took the brains and drop kicked them. I, what? <laughs> wow. Um, I'm not interested in that one little bit. How many Robins do you have that you can't make one of them Batman for a while? Well, who's like, to say that that's what what's going to stick? I don't know, but I mean, at uh, least in the first issue. <laughs> I mean, we know it's not I'm yelling stick. at Paul like Paul did. <laughs> well, he did. 
He did this thing. <laughs> Don't kill the messenger. Stupid Paul. I know. I hate you, Tim. You're in Anaheim, couldn't you? Like rough up Scott Steiner until he stopped fucking up Batman. I only get like one DC book. Can you only got one job? Well, you'll. Uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. All right. If Wonder Woman breaks up with Superman, I'm done with comics. I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Well, I'm going to give it a chance. You know, I mean, I, I I enjoyed Endgame. I enjoyed the way it ended. I enjoyed that that violent fight between Batman and the Joker. Um, unlike anything I've seen in the Batman book, and so I'll uh, I'll give this new Batman a shot and see how this new storyline works out. I'm sure there's more to the story than just Commissioner Gordon being a badass. No, obviously, Paul, that's all there is. <laughs> I'll give it a shot too, right out the rat cannon. <laughs> and so let's talk about what's coming out next week. Stick with Batman. We already said that Batman Earth One Volume Two comes out next week Woo. in comic stores. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Convergence continues in Convergence number five and a whole slew of tie-in Convergence books. Um, now, from Marvel Comics, we mentioned Secret Wars starts officially next week with Secret Wars number one, and uh, I I'm very excited. That's very excited. It's it's pretty hot. You know, Esad Ribic on art. Oh yeah, Tim Esad Ribic. God damn it! I know, right? I you bought Convergence 1 for this one. podcast. I figured I've done enough damage. No, you're, you're in for the Secret Wars. Oh, fine. you got to do Secret Wars, <laughs> man. I have to do Secret Wars or I can't be part of the podcast. Right. I get it. I get it. It's fine. Yes. Um, Aaron and I are very excited to know that Kanan, the last Padawan, issue 2, comes out next Woo! week. Boy, that's hot, too. And, good uh, stuff. I, Tim, oh, yeah. I know you liked Rebels. This is good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's the lead into Rebels. And uh, I, I enjoyed issue 1 a lot. Uh, also from Marvel Comics, Star Wars A New Hope, uh, the graphic novel, which is the original adaptation, Marvel adaptation of Star Wars A New Hope. Um, they are re-releasing it with uh, new coloring, new computer coloring, but the original Howard Chaykin art. Howard Chaykin was the artist on that, right? Yep, yep. yep. Um, I've seen the new art, or the new coloring. It looks great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, It's under an Audi Granoff cover. I am all about that. You know, uh, I picked up this week the hardcover of the Star Wars. That, oh, how is that? Uh, you know, I haven't read it yet, but the artwork is amazing. I just flipped through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to read it. You know, it's based yeah, off of the original script. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so you know, back when it was called the Star Wars. So, uh, kind of, kind of excited to read that. Yeah, he'll have to let me know how it is. I will. I will. You and better, you know, you were better, talking. Damn it. You were talking about them recoloring the Chaken book. I was. It was funny. You know, uh, with each issue of Convergence, Comicsology is putting up a bunch of the DC old DC Comics uh, archive on sale for like ninety nine cents a book. Yeah. And so I bought like the first. I want to say ten issues of Infinity Inc. Four of which aren't colored because they couldn't find good copies of the color work. Oh, really? Yeah, and so they're all black and white, and I'm just like, man, I wish they'd, they'd, they'd go in and color these, because you know, that's one of the problems with older comics, is that you know they've got the old color processes, and you know coloring today is so much more sophisticated. It'd be, it'd be great to see some of that artwork uh, colored fresh again. Hmm. That's funny. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And um, one more book that I want to mention that comes out next week is Afterlife with Archie number 8. Um, you know, it's been a while. Yeah, a, a, a long while since uh, we've seen that book. So, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy that it's coming back. I, I enjoyed the, the the new issue of Sabrina that came out this past week. I just, I, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm hesitant because do I really want to pick up issue eight and then wait another six months for issue number nine? Right. Because it's Archie. It's a it's a good book. It really I, is good, but I, I I'm I'm waiting for the trade. I'll wait yeah. for the full story. Because I appreciate it's a passion project. These guys have other things they're working on, but uh, I'll wait. Thank you very but much. But considering it came out and was such a hit, the fact that they dropped the ball on it so heavily, just, uh, you know, it's yeah. a bummer. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm bummed. <laughs> well, All Paul, right, gentlemen. I imagine you need to pack and, you know, get on out the door. That, that, that seems like what I should be doing. Well, as you're flying back, Paul, you know, you might be able to, to, to download year two of Thistledown John's Chill Game, which will be on the feed later this week. Indeed. We, you know, we mentioned it earlier on the show that we played year three. Um, year two, the Silver Creek Horror, will be uh, coming out this week on ideologyofmadness.com. Very exciting. I'm in an actual play. Yay. <laughs> and Tim, from the internet. <laughs> He's a deal. <laughs> All right, guys, we all have a good week. Travel safe, Paul, and we'll see you back here next Saturday to uh, talk about a little Age of Ultron. Sounds good to me. A little little art house film we're going to all go watch. (laughs) It's an indie film. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.